Well, for most people, Lent really ends at the Holy Thursday with their going to the local Mass of the Lord's Supper, which is the Holy Thursday evening Mass. But for many people, Lent begins to end when they go to the Mass of the Chrism, which will take place in the local cathedral, usually on Thursday morning, but in many places it happens beforehand to allow people to attend. And it's a Mass that people are encouraged to attend. The most significant part of that Mass is the blessing of the oils that will be used throughout every diocese during the year, the oil of chrism, of catechumens and the oil of the sick. And they're the oils that will be used at confirmation, at ordinations, in baptism, at the different uh, sacraments and in the anointing of the sick in the various parishes. So people often come from the different parishes to the local cathedral and take the oils home with them in a sort of solemn way so that they can bring them in procession to the altar at their local Mass on Holy Thursday. And then, of course, we move on to Good Friday. Good Friday, of course, is one of the, it's the centre of the three days that make up the Triduum, which are the great three days of preparation for and celebration of, of Easter. So Lent has ended when we begin to celebrate these three days, but these are really solemn days of the Church's year. In Irish, we call Holy Week, of course, Anshaktanvur, the, the Great Week. And in another sense, we could say that these three days are the great festival of the church. They draw together many of the themes of the church's life and celebration and the struggles that people have in faith are all somewhere reflected in the days of Holy Thursday, Good Friday and the Saturday. So Friday is is a strange day in a sense because it's a day that the church is marking the death of Jesus and celebrating and reflecting on what that means and trying to understand for ourselves how we live with death and suffering in our own lives, not in any morose or morbid way, but really so that we can understand where it is that God is calling us to move beyond, that God is calling us to see how our lives are called beyond death. Even for some people, I think the use of the word Good Friday is sometimes quite difficult, isn't it? Because it really is anything but good when you uh, read through uh, what happened on that day. The good, of course, I think comes from an English, an old English understanding of of Good Friday. It's a blessed day in in a sense. It's a day in which our, from which our blessings flow when we think of the death of Jesus and what Jesus won for us in his death. So we listen to the proclamation of John's Gospel on that day, where the story of of Jesus' death is told in a slightly different way from the other Gospels. We're invited to think of the suffering and death of Jesus and how we are brought to new life through that. And that's where the, the goodness is, that the goodness is in the overcoming of Jesus of death that invites us to think of how it is that we engage with the life that God calls us to. I suppose really for a lot of people it also does, as you say, remind them of Jesus, the Saviour, his compassion and his mercy and that, and because we are leading up to resurrection. And the, there are many ways that we lead from through steps, as it were, in the, the days of, of Good Friday and Holy Thursday. The Stations of the Cross are sort of travelling that journey and seeing how the compassion of Jesus and people are compassionate to him. So we have how Jesus interacts with people and calls out the best in their lives, even as he is on the way to his death. So what message can people in the congregation take away with them from the Good Friday? I think Good Friday is a very spare day. It's a day when we really meet with the reality of our own lives and see how that connects with the experience of Jesus in his own betrayal, in his passion, in his suffering and in his death. And 
we can all identify with those experiences as we take the steps that Jesus took in, on Good Friday. One of the ways we make that journey is in the Stations of the Cross, where we recall Jesus' journey towards his death. But even on that journey, he was interacting and engaging with people as he had during his life. And he was calling something out in people like Veronica or the nameless people even that she represents or Simon of Cyrene, the women that he met on the way. And he was compassionate to them and, and he was able to receive the gifts of their compassion in turn. And that's a symbol maybe to all of us in our lives that each of us on our own journey, even at the difficult times, can give and receive from others and be supported by those we journey with. And then on the as we think of Jesus' death on the cross, I think it always means something to us in our own sense of reflecting on the bereavements of the last year that we may have experienced, on our own disappointments, on hurts that we may have. And we think of how it is that Jesus calls us beyond them, that he endures and carries our sinfulness, our pain for us, and calls us beyond. It's a spare day as well when we think of the liturgy, because the liturgies of Good Friday are, are odd. They don't fit with the rest of the year. There's no formal beginning. There's no formal ending. They begin often with the priest stretched out in a very humble and humiliating way in front of the altar. And they end without the usual dismissal or celebration. But what we do bring very much to Good Friday is the sense of the church that people all over the world are celebrating this very difficult theme and idea of Jesus' death. But we're doing so in the name of the world. So we pray for the church. And there's this great formal set of intercessions that are offered to us on Good Friday, where we pray for the world, for all who believe in Christ, for all who don't believe, for leaders and so on. There's a, a series of those great intercessions. So we pray for the world in that very ancient and time-honoured way as we continue a Paschal, an Easter sort of fast that isn't quite the same as the Lenten fast because we're now approaching the climax of our, of our journey. For Christians, really, it is a day to go and participate, isn't it? Because, as you say, they are part of the whole church, the wider congregation. It really is. It's, it's, very, it's not a day, I think, that you can celebrate uh, in your mind or on your own. It's very much a day for doing and getting involved physically. And I think that's true of the whole Easter Triduum. They're very much uh, material sort of days, sacramental days, when we touch things and see things and hold things. So there's very much getting involved with the, the stuff of the earth the bread and the wine, the washing of feet, the carrying of the cross, the making acts of uh, humility uh, before the cross, that each of these is a way of involving ourselves with other people and reminding ourselves that we are embodied people. The incarnation being at the heart of our Christian mystery and, and faith calls us to think about where we find meaning in our daily lives as bodily people and all of the things like the anointings that happen at uh, the Easter Vigil, the lighting of the fire, the baptism and the, the using of water, the bread and the wine and the, all of the things that we like to listen to and to smell and to hear remind us that we are, first of all, creatures together as we make our way with God and towards God.